Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the shit show of my 20s. On this episode, I got to speak with Max. And we talk about his journey from being addicted to alcohol and drugs to uh, getting into hypnosis. And we talk about the subconscious mind, how he became vegan, and his ayahuasca journey. So I hope you guys enjoy listening. Thank you so much, Max, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. Love to know about your story. Tell me about you. Where, where would you like me to start? Um, the most interesting part, wherever you feel called to start. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll start sort of going back maybe, I think it's about five or six years ago when it started on sort of this journey that I'm doing now, the personal development type journey. Um, and a place where I really struggled to get into because of who I was in the past. And I mean... Four or five years ago, I was the type of person that was taking cocaine all the time. I was drinking all the time. Um, I I was very unhealthy, uh, which led me to a lot of anxiety and depression because of how many drugs I used to take. Um, I didn't like myself. I didn't really like who who I was becoming. I didn't really enjoy people I was around. And I really just sort of wanted to change, but I didn't know how to change. And then it got to the point where my dad actually um, attacked my mum and just he he really just made our life like misery really um it was really hard it was really painful but that was the biggest realization for me that i was just like right things have got to change i was like i'm literally if if you put my dad in a picture drunk all the time always fighting always taking drugs um and was a builder and if you looked at my life drunk all the time always taking drugs always fighting um and i was a builder so i was like I need to change completely. I need to get out of who I am and and try and change myself. And I came across Tony Robbins. I'm sure you've probably heard of Tony Robbins. And I just saw his videos and I was like, I love this man. Absolutely love him. I don't know what it is, but I love him. And then he would, I've watched, I I reckon I've generally watched every single Tony Robbins video on YouTube because I absolutely loved him. And I could barely read when I left school. Um, And when I started, uh, getting his books I was like right I just want to read them I want to be able to read them um and it took me a long time and still to this day I've got books that I haven't finished because I was never a strong reader and I'd go to more audio books because that's that's my personal preference um but again I've taught myself to read over time and, and stuff like that but after all that time I sort of looked at Tony Robbins I was like he can do it why can't I do it what, what's he doing that I'm not doing then I saw meditation I was like right let me give it a go what's the worst that can happen then I saw uh, personal development. What's the worst that can happen? Let me give it a go. Then I saw what he was doing on stage. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know what it's going to take, but one day I will get there. Um, and then from there, that's where the journey really started. Mm. And how did you get out of using drugs? It was, it was honestly quite a hard one. And I saw someone post a video the other day um it was a podcast that i was on there was another guy on it and i was uh, listening to one of the episodes and the guy was saying which really resonated with me was i didn't just like sort of middle finger to everyone sort of like that's it don't want to speak to you again but i did i i sort of did that just i didn't do it in that sort of like aggressive way it was sort of more like just reducing the amount of times i would see those people um reducing the amount of times i would be in that scene of like drinking and clubbing and stuff like that and then I just sort of got to the point where it was getting more, like less and less I was seeing people. So originally I had people calling me up every weekend. Oh, do you want to come out? Do you want to come out? Do you want to come out? And I'd be like, 
no, I've got no money, I've got no money. And I just make up stories, which then turned into a self-fulfilling prophecy. When I lost my job, I went completely broke, had no money at all. And I, I suppose I manifested that for myself um, because I was so eager to get away from that life. And plus I wanted to stay in because I was so anxious anyway. I didn't really want to go out. And then it came to, I, th- I can't remember what year it was. I think it was 20, I want to say 2017 maybe. 2017 and a friend of mine or someone that I knew um, offered me into a network marketing company and I was like suits me I was like I want to make money and that that was all I wanted to do Um, and that was just after I started my first business which was um, clothing company Um, and I've just I just kept trying so many different business ideas and I'd have friends all everyone would laugh at me it's not gonna work it's not gonna work and I maybe with my first business, I sold one T-shirt and then I gave up. <laughs> I was told I, I literally went to a party and I was speaking. It was a really successful guy. I was speaking to a property developer and he told me, "He's like, do you love it? What you're doing, or are you doing it for the money?" I was like, "I'm just doing it for the money." And I still haven't told this guy. I still have him on Facebook. I haven't spoken to him for years. But it was sort of that realization that he said to me, "You've got to love what you do." And forever, once he said that to me, that stuck with me forever, and I'll, I'll never forget that because I really have always said to myself. Do I love this? And it got to the point where I think two years ago, I started a marketing agency. Me and my business partner started to make a bit of money. But I said to him, I was like, I don't enjoy it. I I just don't enjoy it. So then I went traveling. I went from all business, only spiritual. Um, And and again, that's coming away from like never being spiritual as a kid, being around drugs, always fighting to then going, right, that's it. I want to go to Bali. I want to go to retreats. I want to go do ayahuasca. I want to go meditate with monks in mountains and things like that. Um, and then that that's really sort of was the building foundation for what I do today uh, because now I incorporate the sort of the spiritual side of things, but I put a bit more, there's a bit more science behind what I do um, and it's proven. Also, I like the spirituality stuff. I quite like all the magical and mystical stuff that goes on, to be honest. And have you actually done ayahuasca? Yeah. Can you tell me about your experience? It was crazy. Honestly, the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. So this was last year in February. And when I was in Bali in 2018, I went out there. I went to a Rio retreat and then stayed in Bali for two months. And I just, I sort of said, I was like, right, I could go to Thailand on my way back. Or I could go to Peru and do ayahuasca. I've always wanted to do it. When I first saw the documentary, I was like, that's amazing. I was like, this is going to change my life. And I went to Peru on my own and I, I barely even... Um, traveled much on my own before um, and I sort of just went to Peru just hopped on a plane um, and this is when I first went vegan because I had to go vegan the diet was recommended to go vegan so I was like right screw it I'll go vegan um, can't eat chocolate uh, no so vegan a month before um, no sh- no refined sugars a week before um, no like sex or anything like that for uh, the month before as well so I was just sort of like right, I'm going for it and I'm going all in. And I, I did and I, I took my stuff. I made a little documentary actually. It's on my YouTube channel. It's like one of the first videos I posted and I explain everything in detail. So I'm probably missing a few things from, because um, when I first recorded it, it was fresh off my mind. And yeah, so I got there. I was actually late to the first part because my uh, flight only just landed. And I had to go into this like ceremony place. You had to drink volcanic water. It's just salt water basically. And I drank it and they said, you basically have to be either throw up or out the other end, completely clear liquid. And I was like, right, 
I was like, this is already weird. <laughs> um, and so that, that was the first thing. So you had to do that. And obviously you didn't feel great after that. Um, then the next day is when we did our first, first ayahuasca ceremony. Got to this place. It was in the mountains. No heating whatsoever. Very basic. No curtains. Just like two massive blankets on your bed. And I remember we went into the... Uh, the first ayahuasca ceremony and I was I was so nervous I was so nervous I, I, obviously I've never been anything that sort of deep before nothing that spiritual especially and I went into the ceremony and I was just like I, was like, I, was just, I, I, I remember I can have the feeling it's just sort of that like really nervous anxious feeling and I was told if you feel anything like uh, weird or like evil or, or dark spirits like you've just got to go with it you've got to allow it to go through you so I took the ayahuasca and that was when I sort of, I was like, okay, nothing's really happening. And then all of a sudden, I just look in front of me and there was like a pillar in the middle of the room. And I looked at the pillar and I could see the dimensions of it. Like I could see how tall it was in, I don't know what the metric was, but I could see it. It was all in bright colours, like reds, greens, yellows, blues, all of that. And then I just sort of started to feel myself sinking. And that was the, it, it just felt like a really dark energy. And I was like, oh no, I was like, here we go, here we go, here we go. And I was really starting to get quite scared. And my jacket was to the left of me. And I thought that was going to get me. It felt like it was just going to get me. That's all I can explain it. And there was a radiator to the right of me. And I thought that was going to get me. So I'm sort of sitting there just trying to meditate, trying to focus. And then um, one of the shamans actually uh, sat in front of me and started singing what they call, they, they're called Icaros. And basically what that is, it sounds scary anyway. And the only it just sounds like this it's literally like ayahuasca and literally they're just singing that over and over again so i was quite like oh that's horrible and i looked him in the eyes and i said i was like who are you who are you and i thought i was tripping i thought i was seeing i thought that was ayahuasca i thought that was like the the the, like say the mother earth the one that you see and and you sort of welcomed into your trip and i was just like who are you and i was literally staring him like in the face and then and then i literally just felt myself go and I just literally just went into my body and it felt like there was vines going through my stomach and then it felt like my legs were coming out of my mouth and I was turning inside out um I went completely blind I couldn't see a thing um my mind I lost my mind completely I was screaming I was just shouting like five five what's seven what is five what is seven and I'm screaming and shouting these numbers I was and then I started laughing and I could feel like water coming out of my skin what felt like 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 I was crying out of my skin with laughter um and then i just completely i was just going absolutely crazy and they actually had to get four people to pick me up and take me out because i was being really like loud i was disturbing everyone um and i I was probably annoying everyone else i threw up all over myself um because when you take ayahuasca you you throw up and and then i woke up in the medical uh, center like i think about six hours later so it's a long old trip and i I sort of looked at them and I'm, i'm laying there like just in a ball and i'm just laying there and he looks at me and I was just like, what the hell was that? I literally looked, I was like, what, what the hell was that? I was like, that was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and then I, I couldn't move my body. I, I was completely like stuck in, in the position. And now I look at it, it was my rebirth because I was, it was like I was reborn again. I was like, I don't know how to move. I don't know what to do. And it took me a good like 20 minutes, half an hour to sort of gain consciousness again to be able to learn how to move. Um, so obviously the second night, I was quite hesitant to go back into it. And... When I was going into the second night, I was a lot more nervous because obviously what happened the first night and it was my deepest, darkest fear was being out of control. So 
obviously after the trip, I was like, maybe I'm facing my darkest fear, being out of control. So tonight should be quite good, hopefully. So I went in the next one and I thought, right, that's it. The reason maybe because I was wearing too much black. So I literally wore a pink, a pink shirt with pineapples on it <laughs> just to try and mix up the colours a little bit, try and make it a bit more lighter. And that one, I took, a, I took a little bit less than the first night because I thought maybe it was too much. And um, I took it and nothing happened at all. And I was like, no way. I was like, I had the worst thing ever. Now I'm not even feeling a thing. Didn't see anything, didn't hear anything, anything like that. So then I said, I was like, can I have some more? And they were quite hesitant to give it to me because of what happened the night before. And they gave me this basically like pure tobacco um, and they're called Pachamama, Pacham, uh, no, Mapachos. Um, and they're basically, they're kind of like cigarettes really, but they make the trip like induce a bit quicker. And I was, um, for some reason, I stopped smoking for a while. And for some reason I was like, I just want one, I just want one. I ended up having a couple and nothing happened. So I asked for more and I watched go. They gave it to me and I didn't feel anything at all. And I was just like, I was sitting there and I was just like, I was like, what the, what the hell? And I looked at the guy next to me, I was like, have you, felt anything he's like i haven't i was like mate i've not seen a thing not heard a thing i don't want to throw up um i was like i don't know what's going on and i, I was really i was actually quite upset at that point i was like i was like Fuck. i was like i'm just gonna go home and nothing's changed nothing's changed at all so i basically said to the to the guys i was like nothing's happened i was like what, what's happening everyone's sort of finishing their trip by now and they're all getting up, ready to leave. And I was laying there, just exhausted, just laying there, just sort of like, I can't even move. I don't want to move. Um, and obviously, I had to go back to my bed. And the shaman came over to me and put this liquid in his hands and was sort of like like slurping it like over my head. And it felt like I was just going, like stuff was just rushing out of my head. And I was just like going, oh, my God. I was like, stop, 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 stop. And I told him to stop. And then it took like two people to carry me back to my room. And it was only like a 30-second minute walk, maybe. And I passed out 10 times on the way. I just had no energy. I was just like walking and I just completely passed out. And again, walking and just completely passed out. And honestly, it was just the scariest thing. And only recently, about a year on, I sort of came to the realisation of I face my darkest fears so nothing else can really scare me now. Um, and I literally had this the other day. I was speaking to someone about it and I said... I have now faced my darkest fear. Like, what what can really scare me now? Like, nothing. And so did you only go through two ceremonies? Yeah. Two. And is it usually only two, or is it usually more than two? I've seen people do three, and I was, I was recommended to do three. I probably should have done three. At the time, I was so annoyed, um, and just, like, come out of it. I was like, I'm not even spiritual. I'm not there, <laughs> and everything like that. Um, but I've been told to do three is beneficial. Uh, but yeah, I only did two because it was like, do you want a spiritual experience? I, I just said I just wanted a spiritual experience. I didn't really want, I didn't know I needed some sort of healing, but clearly I did. <laughs> and would you do it again? At the minute, no, I don't have any desire to. I'd maybe do something slightly less aggressive because I was very aggressive and they say like so I've never done anything hallucinogenic before um, like I've done many drugs but I've never done like acid or anything like that um, so it was it was a completely new thing and they say sort of like mushrooms is a scale of, of, of like one uh, DMT is a scale of 10 and then they say oh, what's the scale of 100 so I literally went zero to 100 and I was just like blown away literally and earlier you mentioned that you lost your job. What job was that that you lost? So 
I've had I've had quite a few jobs. I never really had them for a long time, but I used to be a builder. Mm. Um, then I started, and this was working for my dad, so this is when I used to speak to my dad and stuff like that. But I was doing that. Then I started doing plumbing. Um, then I, I literally dropped out of college like a couple of months towards the end of it uh, to get my plumbing qualification because I was just like, that's it, I want to start a business. I want to um, do Forex trading. That was the first thing I went into. But in between that, I, I always had different jobs. And I think the one that I lost when I went completely broke was, I think, I think it was the building one. And then, and then yeah, and then I had nothing. And I was like, I was like, what do I do? I was like, I, was like, I don't know what to do. Um, and this is when I first started doing the network marketing. So I was like, this is going to make me money. This is going to make me money. But I wasn't making any money from it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had quite a few jobs in the past, but they've mm. never really lasted that long. And how did you get into hypnosis? It, it was quite a weird one, actually. I've always been into, like, well, ever since, like, the last five years, I've been into, like, meditation and stuff like that. I didn't really know much about hypnosis, but I always looked at people on stage as, like, magicians that would do, um, not hypnosis, I can't think of what it's called, but they would basically, oh, mentalism, that's it. And basically, mentalism is a form of hypnosis, like a... a um, a more manipulative form of hypnosis basically so I, I liked the idea of how you could get someone to do something and i was like i don't want to manipulate, manipulate people though and i was like that's why i chose hypnosis because it's not manipulation it's basically me suggesting something to you and if if you want it to work then it will work and my men, my business mentor actually was encouraging me to get into something that was more qualified because i was doing coaching but i wasn't really qualified to do anything specific to get a specific result so I looked into NLP, and when I was looking through NLP, hypnotherapy came up in one of the um, parts because NLP is based on different modalities. And I looked at the hypnotherapy part, and I was like, I love this. I was like, I've got to do this now. And I just went and got a course, and I did it, and I was like, right, I'm going through it. And I just went through it very quickly, like like every day. I think it was every day for about eight hours a day for over a month. I think it was over a month straight. I was just sitting there constantly reading, learning, studying, um, doing all my assessments and stuff like that. And then, yeah, and then, then I just got into it and I've just absolutely loved it since. And what can you use hypnosis for? And what's something that you can't use it for as well? It can be used for virtually anything, literally mm -hmm. anything, to, to deal with pain, to stop smoking, to increase your motivation, um, to increase your self-worth, to get rid of limiting beliefs. There's not really anything that it can't, it can't do. I, su I suppose it's not like a, it's a. That's the thing I say to people. I'm not a cure for anything. It's all within you already. I just help bring it out. So, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything it couldn't help with. I don't know if there's anything that you maybe think could it help with this or something like that. And what do people usually come to you for? What's something common that people? A lot of the time, it's anxiety and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, and I mean, I've, I've done majority of my things are anxiety. Um, I've. I now work with, my main thing is I work with, uh, I say, consciouspreneurs, so on, conscious, uh, conscious entrepreneurs um, who basically, so they understand a bit of what it is because I now, with the stuff that I do, I use the chakras um, or for people that aren't really spiritual, I use energy centers uh, because that's more uh, scientifically proven that they physically have energy. Um, but with the programs that I do, Essentially, it's about going from where you are to where you want to be. I know in a very short period of time, you can go from not motivated to great things happening in your life when you start to um, 
utilize and do, do the things that I recommend. And what do your sessions look like? Well, one session predominantly, I, I give myself about an hour, two hours um, to, to block it out, but it will take usually an hour, an hour and a half. And depending on who, who the person is, if it's a first session or another session, the first session is more, I need to understand the person and I need to build great rapport with them. For hypnosis to work, it's based on you trusting me. So if I sort of walked in and was like, right, I'm going to manipulate you, I'm going to make you do this, I'm going to make you do that, straight away your mind's like, whoa, I'm not letting that happen. Um, and, and your mind literally will have that sort of red cross, like don't, don't let him talk to you, don't let this happen, don't let that happen. And the only way for hypnosis to work is if you want it to work. If I said to you, do you want to be hypnotized? And you said no, there's nothing I can really do. Um, but the good thing with hypnosis, it can all be done online as well. And that's the majority of how I do it. Mm. <laughs> this is going to be a ridiculous question, but might as well throw it in there. <laughs> Go for it. Um, can you hypnotize someone to like you? Um, I, I don't think so because <laughs> it's playing against someone's free will. So because, because essentially if, if you say, say for example, there was someone who you really didn't like, mm. first of all, they would have to build such great rapport with you. And it, it would it would have to it would have to already be flown. So, say for example, it was someone who you, that you just completely didn't like, and they were trying to hypnotize you. You wouldn't allow them to do that. Your mind wouldn't let that happen. But if you were, I suppose, love is hypnosis, because if you if you like if um, whether that's lust, whether it's love, whatever it is, you're hypnotized to the person. And the way hypnosis works, especially, is it's just focus concentration. So if you're if you're on a date or something and you're looking someone in the eyes, you're staring them in the eyes, that sort of that lust is there, then that is a form of hypnosis. And hypnosis comes in many different forms. It can be reading a book, watching a film. Um, if you're focused on that film so much, you come out after watching that film. And my favourite film is Iron Man. When I come out of watching Iron Man, I'm always like, right, I want to be a superhero because those suggestions have been planted in my mind. The only way they stay there is if you maintain them and, and keep them keep them going every day. And do you use any other techniques? Do you use NLP? Do you use time techniques? Do you do other stuff in, other than hypnosis? Or are your sessions like mainly hypnosis? Well, it depends what the person wants. Um, because I basically give people what they want, but I also give them what they need. Mm. Someone may say, I want to be more confident, when realistically they don't love themselves. So I, that, I'm always assessing when I'm working. Um, but someone wants more confidence, realistically, if you truly loved yourself, you couldn't care what anyone thinks about you. And confidence comes from usually what people think about them, how they're going to be perceived. Um, so if you can give them the, and I always go down to the root, and I say it's like a tree. If you could chop off, you could chop off every single branch of a tree, but that tree can still grow. If you get straight to the root and dig out the, the self, um, the limiting beliefs, then you can actually um, get to the root cause of it and you can eliminate it. And how many sessions does it take for it to work? It really depends on the person. I've done, I've helped someone stop smoking in one session um, who smoked for 30 years, uh, 20 a day. Um, some people, it may take a couple of sessions. It really depends on the person and what they want to achieve. Because if, for example, let's say someone for their whole life of like literally like age three to 20 or less, age three to 30, let's say, 
So for 27 years of their life, they've been told they're not good enough. They've been told um, they're never going to achieve anything. First of all, you need to get them to believe that they can achieve anything. So that in itself, the belief process takes a bit of time. But you can un- undo old behaviors very quickly. And with my programs, I do a seven-day intensive. So it's sort of like, go, 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 in your face, in your face, get it done. And then like a maintenance of every week, you do a session for a couple of first uh, six weeks, maybe seven weeks, depending on if we do an eighth day on the uh, intensive. Um, but I'm, I've, I've always said I'm very confident that I can get anyone to change from like completely in a space of uh, seven or eight weeks um, with the seven day intensive and the maintenance sessions. And how do you know it's time for you to go and get hypnosis? When's like a good time? Anytime. There's, there's no perfect time. I think, well, today, today, I, I'd highly recommend it today because realistically, there's things that you may think that you're not struggling with when deep down you probably are. Um, and I'm not saying this to you, to, to, to listeners. Um, but it could be, you could have, you could lack confidence slightly. Hypnosis can just boost that. You could not realize that you have a block to abundance when, and this is the thing, I work on myself all the time. Every single day I work on myself. And I've had a block to abundance for the whole of my life. Never been able to receive um, huge amounts of money. And only recently, when I started working on it, because I realized I've got to do it in stages, sort of like stepping stones, or imagine like a ladder, like every run to the ladder. If I had the 10th one, which was abundance, I can't jump and actually grab it. So I need to lay the first few slats in the ladder for me to actually reach that top one. So it was confidence. It was my mission, my purpose, the reason why I'm doing it, um, my ability to speak to people, my ability to uh, believe in myself, those those little things that build the the rest of it up. And I've started working on myself and I've realized that I literally hypnotize myself every day to feel the feeling of abundance. So I'm teaching my body emotionally what it's like to feel abundant every single day. And I meditate a lot. And I I say meditate, it's sort of like a meditation self-hypnosis session. I I do that. And it really just increases how quickly you can do it. And can you talk to me a little bit about TikTok and things that you found (laughs) works on TikTok? And what? Uh, things that you found work well for you on TikTok. Maybe tips you have. Okay. So with any video in general, you've got to have a few different things. And one of the main things is make someone feel something. So whether that's laughter, whether that's um, like inspiration, whether that's um, something that's going to change their life, it could be completely other thing. Predominantly TikTok works with laughter at the minute. Mm-hmm. It's moving now to a bit more motivation and that's the main stuff I put out. Um inspiration and and things like that it will eventually become instagram and it will be very similar to instagram right now like how it works but you can grow so quickly on it like i've seen people post one video and get millions of views and Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of followers overnight so i don't say i'm like a a genius with tiktok i just over over post like i've posted i've been on there less time like i've been on there for less than a year and instagram i think i've been on there for four four years uh, three, three or four years. I'm not sure exactly how long. Um, and, and only posting every day for maybe two years. On that one, I, I posted over, I think over a thousand videos and I've only been on it for like nine months because I just like, right, the more I can post, eventually one video will be found. And because it's such a, 
Um, there's not as many creators as there are consumers on the platform, so it's easier to grow a following. Um, and originally, my thing started was, was was vegan food. That's how my TikTok actually blew up overnight, and it got me to like I think twenty thousand. And I got like an endorsement from a company. They gave me some money every month to to uh, have some products. And and I was like, I just want to do more of what I actually want to do, and that's help people. I want to inspire people to change their life and stuff like that. So then, yeah, I just post little motivational videos about a minute long. And how many videos do you post a day? Oh, it really depends. Some days I'll go nuts and post like ten videos, mm. um, because because they're so they're so quick. Like it's literally a minute long. So if I don't have to edit it, then I can do it so quickly. Um, if I have to edit it, it depends what it is really. Like some videos, I'll spend a bit more time um, like like uh, creating and stuff like that. But at least one between one and five, I'd say is my average. And how'd you go vegan? What's your vegan story? So when I was in Bali, this is when I actually went sober as well because I, I don't drink anymore either, and. I basically went out one night um, after the retreat I went to, me and my sister, because uh, I went with my sister, we met some Australian people and they were staying in Chengdu where we were because we were originally in Ubud, um, in like the, the sort of the spiritual center and then we went to a villa in uh, Chengdu. And we met up with these people and it happened to be, they were literally five minutes around the corner from us. And we went out one night and I got absolutely hammered, like so hammered. And I was doing, I was, I just walked up to the bar, I was just doing shots just on my own and stuff like that. And then I went back to my place and I got a burger when I came home and it was the worst burger I ever eaten in my life. And the next day I was just like, I, I need to just like, it just made me feel ill. Like it was horrible. And, it's, and I just said to myself, I was like, I've got, to, I've got to stop drinking. I was like, and I'll, I might try going vegan because my sister was talking about it. Then she went vegan like a couple of days later and I got a chicken burger and it gave me food poisoning. And I was already cutting out red meat from that day. So I stopped, started cutting out red meat. And then that day I got food poisoning from chicken. So I was like, right, that's it. I'm cutting out. I'm going pescatarian. So then I went to pescatarian for a couple of weeks. Um, then I went to vegetarian. Then I went to vegan. I was like, right, that's too fast. I need to check everything and it's not sustainable for me. So I went back to vegetarian for a bit. And I think it was over a year ago now. I went completely vegan and I've never been in better shape, to be honest. And how big is veganism in the UK? It's actually blowing up. Like, although when all this coronavirus stuff happened, like everyone was panic buying stuff, but the vegan stuff was still full. And I was like, best time to be vegan. <laughs> um, but it's quite big, actually. There's a lot of people that I know, um, influencers as well, that, that promote veganism and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's, there's so much stuff over here. Like, like the other day, or yesterday we had a barbecue. There's these vegan soy chicken burgers. So obviously they're just not chicken they're literally called like not chicken uh, burgers <laughs> um and they're soy they taste amazing they're sausages you get normal burgers you get everything really mm. and what's your favorite dessert dessert i'll tell you what it is actually <laughs> dark chocolate and peanut butter i melt up the dark chocolate i put the peanut butter in then i stick it in the freezer i've literally got some in the freezer i love it i eat it all the time um, and i used to hate peanut butter and up but for some reason together they taste amazing absolutely amazing highly recommend it and you mentioned earlier that you're sober what benefits have you noticed from giving up alcohol well when i was drinking it always felt like 
two steps forward, one step back. And it, and that was in my mindset. And because I believe I was never a very strong-willed person, I had to do stuff sort of like all in so that I'd get the benefit from it. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're so lucky. And I'm like, not really. I've just persisted longer than most people. And when I would drink, I'd literally feel like, right, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm, on, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. I'm feeling great. Then I drink and I feel like, oh, life's just rubbish. Like, I just can't even do anything. I just got lazy again. And it was hard at first. Um, and I I don't know many sober people at my age, especially. I don't really have many friends my age, to be honest. But even a lot of my friends anyway are a lot older, but they still will drink. Um, even my family, they will drink. But I, it doesn't really bother me. I now have said sort of, if you can't enjoy yourself sober, then I, I always say, come see me and I'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> And you mentioned earlier that you were having trouble with businesses, like starting businesses. Um, you were really making money from them. What was it about this time when you started hypnosis and started this business that made it different from the earlier ones? Purpose. That, that's the biggest thing I would always say to someone is having a purpose in life. And my, I've, when I saw Tony Robbins, I was like, I've got to do that. I've got to do that. Um, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar. I actually got a ticket as suppose I manifested a ticket someone gave it to me and I was speaking to the girl next to me um, and we had to do like a partner activity and, and it was basically like what, what is it that you would do if, if nothing mattered and I was like do that I would do exactly what he's doing and then she said to me she was like what's stopping you and I was like I don't know she's like like realistically what's stopping you I was like my mind I was like I'm just I'm just always fearful of what everyone thinks about me and that's why I started going inwards and looking inside and thinking what do I need to do to get there? And it's not taken, it's, I mean, it's not been a fast journey. It's been quite slow and hypnosis just sped that up. It's sort of like, it took me five years to get to where I am today, give or take, or let's say like six months ago or a year ago, maybe. And ever since I learned hypnosis, it's just like everything just speeding the process up. It's just happening and happening even faster. Um, and I do believe for huge, like for actual success in life, there is that buffer of like, you've got to endure the pain. You've got to, really want it and if you're not willing to go through that pain then quite frankly you don't deserve it do you know what I mean um because those people who do stick with it regardless they, they've made nothing nothing and when I found people reaching out to me saying how much I've changed their life and, and just from some videos that I create that was fulfillment and for me I was like oh my god I was like, that's better than any money could ever buy like someone reaching out telling I've literally had people reach out and say, I was generally thinking about killing myself and now your videos have changed your life. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I can't believe a video has had that much of an impact on someone. But that's that's what fulfillment is for me, is just having, like, just changing lives. And what is something that's lighting you up right now? It doesn't have to do with your business. It could be anything. What's something what? What's something that's lighting you up right now? For me, it's who I'm becoming and where I'm going um, because with with my uh, techniques that I use specifically it's based on creating yourself so I don't care whether you've been anxious and depressed you can become successful and confident in a matter of years guarantee it obviously like I said the, the process of success is, is different for everyone someone's success might be to be a, a parent someone else's success might be to um, work with children for me personally my success is being and this is not from an ego standpoint, even though originally it was. I want to be famous to be able to impact people with my message. Whereas before, I was like, I want to be famous because I want money, I want cars, I want watch it, I want all of that. And I still want that stuff. 
but that doesn't drive me. That is just a bonus of my happiness. Um, and I've always said this to people is you've got to work on the inner self. If you can be happy first, then everything else is just a bonus. And all that, per- the person that I'm becoming, the, the stuff that I'm achieving, and I don't, I, I wouldn't say I've achieved anything huge in my life, but I've, I'm, I appreciate and I'm very grateful for all these achievements that are adding up to these big ones that are on their way. And what have your 20s been like so far? So I'm, I'm only 22, so I've only been in there for two years. <laughs> um, but it's been quite good, actually. It's been very... It's been good, but it's been bad. Like, it's been tough um, a lot of the times where I've had... I've had to go in and out of work to, to earn a little bit of money. Um, if, I, if I would have looked at myself five years ago, I'd laugh at who I was today because I'd be like, nah, he's, he's weird, oh, he's weird. And I know a lot of my friends did say that, that I haven't spoken to for years. Um, but, yeah, it's just been weird. It's, it's, it's great. I, I think it's all part of the process. You've got to have those downs, to have the ups, and you've got to embrace them, really. And what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? This is, I just give this advice to anyone. Change mm-hmm. is possible. I don't, I don't care what anyone says, whatever you've been through. If Oprah Winfrey can lose a baby at 14, had been sexually abused from, from her whole childhood and become a billionaire, if I can stop drinking, smoking, taking drugs, um, fighting, and then become someone who focuses on kindness, love, uh, positivity, happiness, anything is possible. And I would always recommend to someone and whoever's listening to this, even even yourself, is find one person who you truly resonate with, um, who has a very similar story to what you've been through um, and understand what they did to get to where they want to be. And that person needs to be someone who's doing something that you want to do. So for me, the reason I picked Tony Robbins is I don't necessarily consume his content as much as I consume other people's content. But purpose-wise and sort of ability of where he's got and where he's gone and, and where he started, his whole story is my is very similar to my life. So I was like, I need to just follow doing it in, in what he's doing, but in my way, because obviously you've got to be unique. But find that one person that you can model and just go for it. And are there any questions that you wish I would have asked you? Um, I don't know. Maybe... Uh, I, I always just talk about the subconscious mind. So I'll be happy to speak yeah. about the subconscious mind. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. So the reason I use the subconscious mind is because we live 95% of our life through the subconscious mind. So 5% of our life is, let's say you asked me my name when I first spoke to you, you knew my name was Max. First of all, you had to remember that my name was Max. If, if you messaged me in like a year's time or something, I'm sure we'd probably still remember each other and you'd remember my name was Max. So that's logic in your subconscious mind. Just like how you learn the alphabet. You don't have to learn the alphabet every single day. But when you first learn something, it takes a bit of time. And that's the repetition side of it. So if you can use the subconscious mind, which is repetition, um, that's how you can program yourself for success, happiness, purpose, confidence, anxiety, depression. You can be programmed or you can program yourself for them. So I looked at how can you do that quicker? And the reason hypnosis works is because you speak to the subconscious mind. When I hypnotize someone, they're so relaxed. I could ask you, if I hypnotize you right now, I could ask you, 
when was it you first felt this feeling of let's say anger or pain or sadness what was the first well, like what age were you you always have that age there and they're like uh four and it's like why would i know that i i i don't consciously know that maybe if i said to you um do you, when you went to school did you have a uh, school uniform no no uh do you drive yeah have you had more than one car no no did you ride a bike did you ever ride a bike when you were younger yeah yeah what color was your first bike maybe pink probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> so d- depending on the reason i asked school uniform or car is something that we remember more maybe bike you won't remember as much but when you first had that first bike or, or that first car or that school uniform, you remember it and it's in your subconscious mind. That will stay there forever. But I guarantee you, no one, you didn't ask yourself the question, I wonder what color my first bike was today, did you? No. <laughs> so that information is stored in your subconscious mind and it will stay there forever. And the reason hypnosis works, like I said, it's going into the subconscious mind and you're speaking to it directly and you're actively changing the programs that are there. So there could be a program that is trying to protect you but it's actually hindering your success in life and a great example is someone could say i don't want to do this job and earn this amount of money because i'm taking that job and that amount of money from someone else so subconsciously they're sabotaging themselves for money because they think someone else should have it because they don't believe they're worth it so when you go into the subconscious mind if you even only did 50 percent of the work and the effort in the subconscious mind, you're going to achieve more change than if you changed 100% of the conscious mind. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, obviously, if you change 100% of 5%, you're going to get 5%. If you change 50% of 95%, you're going to get 47.5%. So you're literally changing more with doing less. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, it's really instant. It really is rapid, and I, I, that's why I like hypnosis because it just gets into the to the root. And it's like I said with the tree, the, the analogy earlier. Rather than wasting time saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a book and I'm gonna learn it." Yeah, you can read the book, but once you read the book, most people go, "Oh, was it a good book?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was in it? I don't know. It was a good book though. Like you forget a lot of the information. So, if I can teach someone subconsciously how to love themselves, how to have confidence, how to become abundant, then it's going to stick and it's going to stay with their life for the rest of their life until they, unless they want to get rid of it. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I can't think of anything. <laughs> I was going to, I have one more question. Um, your tattoos, do you have a story behind them? Yeah. So this, this one is, mm. I've got a mantra a tiger and then a buddha um the mantra is it's so i can't remember the exact of it it's something along the lines of so it's in sanskrit and it's it's it basically says loka samasta sukino bhavantu and it means something along the lines of i can't remember it word for word it's basically like may all beings everywhere be free and and spread love and kindness and something like that um and then I always see tigers, or when I did a lot of sound healings and stuff like that, I always saw tigers, and then I just love Buddhas. I've got them all around my bedroom, all around the house and stuff. I just love Buddhas. Um, then on my shoulder, I've got my dog. Uh, he he died la- end of last year. Uh, he's a German Shepherd, so he looks a little bit like a wolf. Um, on my chest, I've got Archangel Michael, and that was just sort of like, I do like angel cards and, and sort of like sometimes do 
like the tarot cards and I like angel cards and I just like Archangel Michael because he's like a protector stuff like that and he's over my heart um and then I've got on my side I've got a uh, a quote and it says what is truly meant for you will not pass you if you stay on the right path and that's basically self-explanatory of everything that's meant to happen in your life will happen but if, if I stayed on the route of drugs fighting um alcohol and everything like that I wouldn't get what I, I I deserve and I truly believe that and then the last one is just a little one on my hip and that is it's just a it's a Celtic symbol and it means strength or family, I can't remember exactly what it was, but me, my mom, my sister, we've got the same one. Mm, so cute. Well, thank you so much for doing this. No problem at all. Yeah. I'm grateful to have you on. And where can people connect with you? So Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, um, all social medias really. And it's Max it's it's basically Maximilian, but instead of the I L L I, it's eleven eleven. So it's M A X I M. One 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 O N. So it spells out Maximilian. And then my website is maxhypnotherapy.com. Um, all my social links are on my website as well. And I usually do a, a free 15 minute, 30 minute consultation with people to see if they, um, if they're a benefit or a fit with uh, hypnotherapy in my programs. Mm. And did you do the one, one, one for angel numbers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, my, it's my, uh, <laughs> I always saw one 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 and I was like, it fits perfectly. And ever since I found it, um, it actually fit perfectly for my username. So I was like, I'm going for it. Yeah. And what does one 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 mean? So for, for me, it, it means slightly different to what I believe it, but I believe everything's based on a perception anyway. And for me, it just means things are happening. Things are lining up. Just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And I've seen it for years. So it's not like you'll see an angel number and your life will just change and you'll win the lottery. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> I'm open to miracles. But I truly believe it's just like, just keep going. It's, we're just show- And it's sort of like those signs of like, we're just showing you stuff's happening. It's working out. And if you don't want to keep going, that's fine. Like, you don't have to keep going, but just keep going. Just keep plugging away every day. And whether that's 10% one day, 100% the next day, it will eventually happen. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.